This is the Less Is Made podcast, hosted by me, Les. And today I'm finally going to give you the episode I've been talking about for several episodes now called The Way of the Sword, which is based on foam fighting here in Florida. So foam fighting and LARPing, which kind of coexist, is people will get foam weapons and go out and fight each other. And LARPing, which is people dressing up like you see at like anime conventions and comic book conventions and they make a town and their outfits look like they're back in either medieval Europe or some kind of fantasy from like a video game where they dress up as like elves, orcs, monsters, they could be kings, they've been queens. And they just kind of like go into a character. It's like they find a character from a storybook, a movie, and they bring it into real life. It's a good way for people just to kind of have a good hobby. I am not really big into LARPing so much as, you know, I'm more about the fighting. And I have nothing against people that are more into LARPing and have like the very minimal combat. It's just people think of, when you say LARPing, they think of, oh, like some nerd is dressed up as a wizard and he's like, I'm going to cast a fireball spell and it does this kind of damage and da 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 da. Well, yes, it is, but there's also a lot more to it. It's a group of people that have the same interest that come together and form a great friendship. They make their outfits very amazing. They're so attention to detail, it's just incredible. They basically try to live how it was in the world that they're trying to bring into real life. And it's something that is amazing to see. I love going and experiencing different LARPs or foam fighting games just because each different organization is different in their own little way. Sometimes it's a big difference, other times it's just minimal differences. And which brings me to... Watts or the way of the sword we call it Watts for short and the way of the sword is a foam fighting game based off of eastern mainly Japanese style of fighting dress armor and the weapons I've been doing this game for a long time and I started god I think I probably started back in 2006 or 2007 I really can't remember so about 13, 14 years, I started as an Amp Garter, which is another foam fighting organization or game. And the people that I was doing this with, we just, I don't know, we, we felt like we can do more. You know, it, the, the game was fun, but it, when you're doing class battles, when people are barbarians, warriors, monks, or priests, or wizards, or assassins... There are so many different types of spells and abilities and all that stuff. It gets really convoluted really quick. And we were basically more of a Japanese style of fighting. So we, in essence, created our own game, which was made by Jared Sanford. And the game started off pretty fun. You know, we basically kept the same weapons, but our attire changed a little bit. Going more from like fantasy medieval style to more of a traditional Japanese garb. I do have an interview where the former emperor of Watts, he's on the board now. 
he tells more of how the transition happened. Since we were basically an offshoot of Amp Guard, we had a lot of the same things going on with class battles, with the abilities and levels. Over time, we made the game more streamlined, and he will go more in depth with that when I get to that interview. Personally, I love going out and doing a watch practice. It's amazing to me. I have fun. I've made some good friends, which are they're my circle of friends, you know, they're my, my closest friends, the ones that know me the best, and I love everything about it. We go out once a week, and usually we go and fight, do some training, play some fighting games, do it for a couple of hours. And if we have time, we go out and have dinner together, and maybe even set up things to do the following weekend. So personally, it's been in my life for a long time, and... I am very grateful to have been introduced to this game back when I was 19, 20 years old. The reason why I say that is because I really don't remember when I started. I know there's footage of me in 2007, which I think I started, but then some people said I started before that. They can remember in 2006. Me, I can't remember because there's not really a lot of pictures or evidence. Because those are the MySpace days I know so long ago. But anyways, this is going to be a very interesting episode with the different people that I talk to. Most likely going to break this into two, maybe three parts just because there is just a lot of information and a lot of interviews I've done and just, just a lot of audio. So hopefully this will bring a different spin on you know, the LARPing and foam fighting culture. And, you know, it's not all about n nerds getting together and trying to be cool or whatnot. There's a, a whole lot more to foam fighting, way of the sword in general. And hopefully this will give you a different opinion on it. Okay, so the first interview that I am conducting is going to be with local clan leader of the way of the sword clan called Tetsukai Noone. And he has an interesting story as he's from up north and he's now living in Florida. So we're going to get a picture of already nationally how foam fighting is. So without further ado, let's talk with Mr. Abara. This is the Lesson Made podcast. I'm doing a special episode of, based on LARPing or watts which i am part of and i'm speaking to one of our local leaders and members a uh, fellow member of my watch clan which is go ahead and introduce yourself okay so uh, my name is wayne Calais, and uh when i'm on the field i'm called abara i am the daimyo or the leader of tatakai no oni uh, which is the tampa uh chapter of watts well, which i am a proud member of that are that clan. Now, when you hear the word LARP, does that, uh, what's that mean to you? Of course, it means live action role play. Yes. Right? Um, but there's always a stigma that's attached to LARP. And I think that stigma has been around even like way back when in the 80s when they used to make movies to make fun of D&D. And they used to think like D&D was a bunch of people like doing satanic rituals and everything. Well, as the 90s came and later the 2000s, uh, LARP has literally come out of the closet. And um, when everybody says LARP nowadays, 
there's always some sort of stigma that's still attached to it uh, because no one really knows what LARP is until they've LARPed. Uh, you know, we have the sword, which is Watts, is a LARP. We are live-action role-players. We just happen to be more of the full-contact Yeah, and I guess, you know, with me, I've always go back and forth saying, like, it's not really LARP, but it's like, we kind of do play characters, but it's not like we walk on a battlefield and be like, I hit you with a fireball, now you're dead, man, I'm going to steal your stuff. Games that are out there have different levels of, like, LARPism. Yes. So, um, like, you have this one that's kind of in our area called Mythic, and yeah. they spend, like, their life savings on their costumes, and they have really elaborate events, only, um, you know, it's, it's, like, almost too much, and, um, but the problem is, is their fighting is, like, lightest touch, because they don't want to ruin their makeup or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember the one time... I remember the one time we went out there, me, you, and uh, your friend Tyler, uh, <laughs> went out there and we're doing a game. Uh, it was fun. I mean, they had a um, one of our own members who was like a uh, also a part of that, and most of the people were pretty cool and whatnot. I learned the rules, and you know, of course, anything that involves me in you know combat sport somehow, some way. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, just not just speaking of Mystic Adventure, but we've I've also done uh, Amp Guard. I know you've done Dag and now Watts. I don't know if you ever done Amp Guard, but I mean, I myself. Yeah, lately, not, not as a member of any chapter of Amp Guard. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little that's almost like too leverage for me as well. Like I don't have anything against Amp Guarders. No. But when no. like your guard is like orange camouflage <laughs> and people are wearing pink tails. And stuff like that. That to me is like that's too crazy. That's where LARP has gone furry. Yeah. So my thing is, is how do you think LARP uh, helps out uh, with people like in uh, in society? Even though we get the bad stigma, what are like what the good things about it? Oh man, there's a lot of cool things that LARPing and or foam fighting does. Yes. Um, you know, first of all, if you're willing to LARP then you're going to be surrounded by other people that are willing to LARP. So you already have a community that's already used to accepting you for who you are, right? That you're always going to have a stick jockey, or you're always going to have someone that's like a stitch Nazi that's going to be like, you're not good enough, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the rest of the community is always going to like rally around you. If you're having a hard time, I don't think there's any other community, save for maybe churches, that would like gather around you and try to heal you with just their presence. Um, so LARPing is a great community, and I also think on a personal level, it's a really good place for people to learn who they are by being someone else, which is weird. Um, <laughs> you know, when you put yourself into a character and you have fun with that, you actually find yourself blooming as a person. And when you go into the real world, you'll find that you're able to deal with it in a different way than what you had dealt with it before. I've known a lot of people who have been sort of introverted but after they started LARPing, they actually became a lot more extroverted because they learned and practiced those social skills, even though they were being someone else. That, 
That is kind of true. I mean, me and my wife actually met through Watts, which we're going to get into. You've been, how long have you been doing the phone fighting? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I'm 43, and I've been doing it since I was like 17 or 16. Wow, that long. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I've, and, I, and it's not just phone fighting. I was also part of the SCA. Um, you did SCA, too? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did the SCA as well. So um, before, hold on, before we go, SCA is like the cornerstone of, like, being, like, badass LARPing to me. It's like the, they're like the, just like, yeah. you know, the heavyweight division, so to speak. You know what I mean? They really are. <laughs> they, they really are. The Society of Creative Anachronism is amazing. They're historically accurate. A lot of people are super cool. The politics are real. Um, so that's like LARPing on the A-plus level. Um, you know, the fighting, there's, uh, you know, you have your, your hard kit, which you're using rattan, uh, wrapped with duct tape, and the crap out of each other. You yeah. have to have minimum armor requirements just to be able to fight. Yeah. Um, but then you also have your light kits, which is fencing and stuff, which is still pretty brutal. Um it is a really in-depth thing, the SCA. I loved it, but it's really, it's a it's a 1,000% of your life sort of thing. You really yeah. need to, like, integrate it into who you are normally. Yeah. It, and it's also a, so it's a lot of money because you have to buy armor and the weapons and everything. It's a, it's a big investment, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I'd say SCA is more about the startup costs. Yeah. Um, you know, because you can keep your guard for, garb forever and your armor forever. If you take care of it, you don't gain too much weight. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that happens in the SCA is you get old and you get hit in the knees and they turn to crumbs. Like, everybody I know in the SCA always has that, I took something to the knee and now I can't adventure anymore. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> like every soldier in Skyrim, <laughs> I used to be an adventurer, but then I took an arrow to the knee. to watts i know i've been i've been involved with the game ever since its inception back in 2007 and i've been you know part of all the different types of tampa groups that were around and yeah yeah you are like you are like one of the old men um, yeah <laughs> yeah and it's funny uh We've been how how long you been in uh Florida now for what six years seven years something uh, like that. Since 2012. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're in here for a while. Oh, okay. And so, what? How is it different from when you did Dag back where uh, when you're in uh, New York and? outlet and you know being a phone fighter it gets in your blood and so it's like it's the immediate means of like relaxation by fighting other friends and stuff. oh definitely like, man definitely i feel yeah, like yeah. i like that the the combat high uh, you know some people yeah. <laughs> and so uh i found some people in the treasure coast over there um so rufus is his name and uh him and i became friends and stuff like that and we started playing more dag over there and it was great but that's when I learned about Watts now at that time the people were like kind of down talking Watts yeah. you know because they're like you know oh they're just like Japanese guys and um, they're you know they, they allow headshots and that's horrible and, and they, I don't know they just uh, but they did say that they were good fighters um, and then I met Barnaby 
That's funny. Uh, because Barnaby was a part of Watts at that time. Yes. And, um, most DAG fighters in Florida were part of Watts or Cross Game, whatever. Yeah, and so Barnaby came over, and, and I really liked being, like, uh, hit it off with them. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it did not make me think any less of Watts whatsoever. In fact, um, him and the way that he conducted himself... Um, made me think that uh, Watts was not living up to the negative hype that uh, the DAG was given it at the time. Um, so, but I didn't really think about it until I moved down to Tampa area uh, because then I bought a house down here. And of course, when you relocate, you need to establish your phone fighting contacts. Yeah. Um, and so I actually started like casting my net out. And um, the first park that I actually visited was uh, Savannah's Park. Really? Um, yeah, and wow. so I, I met them, um, and I think that's actually where I met Errol for the first time, um, wow. and uh, Cody and them and stuff like that, and uh, they were really cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, be a part of that time constraint, and then I heard about the SAA, and actually, um, I had introduced myself to Michi, um, <laughs> who was another old dog of the sport. Yes. Um, <laughs> and... Um, you know, I hit it off with them pretty well, and I came and I tried out, and um, it was a pretty good showing, I guess, because I've been fighting for a long time. And uh, But the difference, to get back to your original question, is I find that DAG is uh, fun, but there's more stick jockeys in DAG. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to find that they're like, hey, let's fight, take a break, let's get right back to fighting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you get to the bigger wars and stuff like that, that's where you see, like, the orcs and everything like that. Yeah. But when, you, when you're at the smaller skirmishes, day battles and stuff like that, you really don't see that. No. You know? no, no. And everybody is just sort of like a stick jockey. And, um, you know, there's not as much brotherhood in DAG, I feel, as there is in Watts. Like, when you're taking a Watts break, you're talking about everything from anime to your life to the, the people who cosplay, you know what I'm saying? And we also would only take a five minute break. You're like sitting there for twenty minutes bonding with each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so uh, that's a huge fundamental difference uh, when it comes to, comes to like Dag and Watts is is just the way that we bond. Um, and then the fighting is a little bit different as well. Yeah. Um, you know, because of course headshots and, and now the meta's changing even more because of the rule changes. Yeah, um, which I'm going to be talking with uh, our friends from uh, Fumetsu in a little bit later on. So, uh, <laughs> But since um, your you're indoctrination into Watts and the people you met, have you said like you met good friends? Like, um, you know, because I feel like being part of your clan and everything, we ha we try to hang out a lot together. We actually talk, like, almost every day, even though we don't see each other every day. But I feel like we're all good friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to get Tadakai no Oni together is because there were already a bunch of existing friends that were already around after the SIA fell through. Yes. Um, and to this day, I view you guys as, like, a family of mine, you know? Um, and so, you know, uh, when I, that's why I call you guys Brohim, because that's like <laughs> slang term for brother's battle, you know? Ah, um, okay. And 
And so when you see me in chat saying, hey, Brohim, what's up? You know, I don't call just anybody Brohim, you know. Um, that's like people in my clan or people that I really respect outside of the clan. I'm sure that's what you tell everybody, you know, to try to, you know, keep us like we're, like we're different than other people. We're more cooler, yeah. you know. Liar. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> I don't call everybody Brohim, that's for sure. But, yes. Uh, um, but no, seriously though, it's because I, I view you guys as like a family away from my family. Like, I love feeding you guys. Uh, if I had a big enough house, I wouldn't mind if you lived with me, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't think I would do the same thing with Deck. Yeah, you I... Know? So, and not that I don't like Deck guys. No, plenty of, plenty of Deck guys out there or whatever, you know? I mean, yeah. w w without my my personal feelings aside, there's good good dag fighters, even the ones that kind of, you know, we don't see eye to eye, not bad people per se, you know what I mean? It just, you know, I, I, I just prefer Watts. I feel like I've learned a lot more, especially about the Japanese culture and all, you know, I have learned, you know, broadsword training and stuff, you know, from in German fighting and English. I've studied that, but then I learned a lot about the whole Eastern way of doing swords with the kijitsu. I think it's called the, uh, the school of kijitsu, which is all like yeah. the... And I find that much better to me. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's one thing, though, that I want to hasten to remind people that are listening to this about Watts. Is it's not primarily Japanese. It's no. just It started with people who loved Japanese culture and wanted to have their own fighting org, you know? Um, but... What they're trying to do now is they're actually trying to get, like, Vikings in, and they're trying to get, we actually have a group of people that are, like, what are they, um, Scottish? Right? Yeah, or so, Scottish, like, uh, the Glasgow, or I think they're yeah, called yeah, the, the clan, yeah, they're out, and, yeah. Yeah, and I, so we're starting to broaden the, um, you know, the, the, you know, the cultures. And I'm hoping that in the future that, that we can have those cultural so showcases where there's events where we see that culture. And then we can also see that in the fighting, like different fighting tactics, the armor, the garb, um, even down to the way that they act. Uh, and I think that that's going to be really cool, um, you know, in, in the future. Um, and also when it comes to the warring states, that's going to be coming up very soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's going to be really cool where every region is going to be competing against other regions. And you're going to see how different cultures behave towards other regions. Um, so that's also going to be really interesting. Yeah, well, what I was saying is I didn't mean that they're not, like, European uh, fighting or other types. But, I mean, like us, Tatsukai no One, we're kind of a, a match pod of, you know, we, we do have some, a lot of, you know, Eastern or Japanese style. We also have, you know, some European style fighting and, you know... Even with me, you bring in, like, a Scottish or, like, more of, like, a Native American type fighting, you know, and I think that's, that's why we're different, but say, like, Prometsu, who are all, you know, they they play just Japanese, oh, you know. Yeah, they're rock-solid Japanese, oh. and they're good at it. Like, they're, they're they, they look great. They make all of their own armor. Yes. They do everything, um, you know, with that mind, and that's something I really admire about Prometsu is because... Uh, when when people say that Fumetsu is the face of Watts, that's not because they're Japanese. It's because they do their culture well. They they do. Um, and I was going to say, one thing I noticed with them, even though they don't do a lot of shields or whatever, they, you just give them the, a, a single sword, and they, they come at you. They know how to move. They are freaking... <laughs> they're aggressive, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like fighting them, too. 
and and then uh, and then we have they have a new clan over in West Palm Beach, the Glasgow's or whatnot. There's like five or six members of them, and then you have Jacksonville, which is kind of a bigger group, and they have you know they have a lot of people that like to be like the thieves or just like foot soldiers. Then you have guys that are more heavily armored. Uh, they have they have archers and. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, the former Shogunate. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of fighters up there, and a lot of them are cross gamers. But it's funny, because a lot of them are cross gamers, but all of them were former Watts. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, surely Watts. And so, now that Watts is making a comeback, you know, a lot of them are waiting and seeing where the good events are going to be. And I think that's where you're going to see a resurgence from the north. Speaking of which, you were there at the... At the lowest point for Watts, when, you know, I think we did the one day battle and there was like maybe 10 of us from Watts and then we had a couple guys from DAG and there, it was small. I mean, you're there at the lowest point. How did you, how did that turn into what it is now? Like, it's gotten bigger, we got more people, slowly but surely. What changed? Like, what do you think happened to make us get numbered back in the sport? say to people that are interested in any kind of LARPing or bring them in to watch, you know, what would you say to them? Yeah. Yeah, what would you say to them? Um, you know, I tell them that you're not just coming to fight, you're coming to join a brotherhood. You know, it's not like a cult or anything like that. No, no. You're, you're, you don't know somebody until you cross swords with somebody, even if that sword is made of salt. (laughs) 
Um, and so, like, be prepared about what you're going to be entering because you're going to be having endless amounts of fun. And once you start slinging foam, it's going to be in your blood. That's, you know, you're, you're never going to want to put it down. Um, so some of the things that you're going to need, though, is you're going to need to have commitment to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to move beyond yourself and learn not to get hurt when you do get hit in a place you don't like getting hit. Um, <laughs> you know, and um, you're going to have to get handy with a lot of things. One things that I, one of the things I love about Watson Jack players is they're always repairing, making their own weapons, coming up with new ways to create new metas just because they're like trying to strategize how to make themselves better even through their equipment. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to try and prepare them for that. Yeah, I, um, I recently just got a new uh, Gorg uh, Glaive, which I can't oh, wait Gorg to... Is so good. Yes. I know, it's going to be the new hate stick of the field. <laughs> but, yeah, now, now, what about if people don't want to do more of, like, the fighting and, you know, that kind of the combat? But oh, what do you should ask to them? Like, arts, like uh, non-coms, what do you call them? Non-combat? Yeah, it said, like, they want to do, like, a LARP or whatever. I remember seeing that video of, like, that big... Thing that they did out in Texas, you know, kind of like where they're playing, you know, how, what would you say to people that are like, oh, that's too nerdy, or I'm not going to do that, or whatever, like, yeah. Um, well, it's, okay, so, well, kind of went off in a couple directions there, but I think that when it comes to non-coms, I really want Watts to have a bigger non-com population, um, because I want to get into, like, the brewing of alcohol, and cooking, and having contests, and, and having other things that can add to our cultural appeal. Yeah, um, I agree you know, with you on and, that. And, you know, and I think that non-coms can also be a part of leadership, too. And, um, you know, too long have we said, it's the, you know, it's the way you fight, and people respect the way you fight, and then you're going to be a leader now. Now, I think that there's been great people who could have been awesome leaders that just don't fight. Um, so, you know, I would encourage more non-combat people to come out and give us a try. Uh, because you could totally make us better through your skills. Like, I would love to see some cosplayers come out and just look good. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I don't have any problems with that. If you don't want to fight, you don't want to fight. But one of the things I've always seen is non-coms usually become coms. Um, <laughs> after a while, they see that. They're like, hey, I want to try that. And it's a tentative thing. And sometimes it takes a couple of years. Um, but they'll start slinging foam. And if they don't want to sling foam, uh, me personally, I have no problem with that. <laughs> now, what about if people just want to not really do, like, the combat, but, like, do, like, one of the LARP that they see, you know, uh, at, like, cons or, like, the Renaissance Festival that they do in Tampa, you know, they kind of dress up and whatnot. How would you make people just, like, get over the initial, like, embarrassing, you know, that it's kind of embarrassing or whatever? What would you say to that? Oh, uh, well, I mean, um, you just got to be welcoming to them, you know. Um, don't judge. You know, I mean, if there's something wrong with what they're doing, um, then you just say, hey, you know, um, this is kind of like what we stand for, blah, blah, blah. Um, but don't ever be, like, judgy um, because, you know, look, you're going to hear this a lot in Watts. We're a bunch of grown-up people uh, flinging foam swords at each other. <laughs> right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, we're dressing up and calling ourselves by other names. I mean, um, how can we embarrass other people when we do that? And we're proud of what we do. Like, I tell my students, because I'm a teacher, and I, I show my students, like, videos of what we do. And some are like, that's awesome. And some are like, you're a dork. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a dork. Get some butt. Let's go. You know? Yeah, um, yeah and that's what I was going to say about our clan is we have 
you're a teacher, I'm a, I'm a maintenance tech. You know, we have guys at the tow truck driver. Uh, I think one of our other members worked at like a, at, a, at a fast food place. Some are, we call it they, Yeah, I mean, it's not just, oh, we're just like the, the rough and tumble type dudes working on the docks and then beating each other up. No, I mean, <laughs> one's a dog walker, another one is like running his own store or whatever. And it's, we're all different people, all different walks of life. And... We all have one thing in common, but I mean, hell, I invited all you guys to my wedding because you guys are the closest people I have. That was a fun wedding. <laughs> it was, but yeah, uh, before I close this off and uh, I turn off my recorder and move on, what's, what is something you would uh, say just about the life of a LARPer and or Watts fighter? Today we're doing this interview with Wayne Collette, a.k.a. Abara, leader of the Tetsukai Naoni clan in Tampa, Florida. And the pleasure of speaking with him, and thank you. I'd like to thank Wayne, a.k.a. Clan Chief of Barra, for joining me for an interview. Just to make sure you understand, he is the clan chieftain of the Tampa area. His clan is known as the Tetsukai no One, which I'm a proud member of, which roughly means demons of the lightning coast, demon on a battlefield, and remember this is only part one of possibly three parters, so I hope you guys will listen as I open up more of the world of LARPing, foam fighting, and way of the sword, and Get past all the misconceptions that might be out there about the type of things that we do. It's something I love to do as well. So, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Maybe you learned something new. And until next time, peace out.